You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Oh my, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> but I guess if we are done officially with the musings, that takes us over to Gayo Correo! Or Girlfriend of Fridays. Okay, what is first up? Um, this first one, oh, from Chris Lee. Chris Lee has tweeted us. I want to know what your thoughts are about V's relationship with her surviving brothers. V, who always dislikes children, showed some degree of care towards Borka. Also, V's relationship with Papachula with the bangs, which possibly was also broken down after her last act of killing Mama Ostenkova. We saw over and over V warned Papachulo to run away from their mother, but to no avail. Papachulo seemed to view their mother in a different light of V, possibly he's Mama's favorite, ultimately leading to the question if Oksana was bad from the beginning or she got it from her mama. You know what? Um, before you jump into the muse, I'm just going to say something that popped into my mind with the whole was he Mama's favorite. Without getting too specific, I'll just say, I know of more than one situation, two in particular jump out into mind, where there was a mother-daughter relationship in the context of my age, it would be grandmother-daughter, where the daughters of these women would say they had very bad, perhaps even traumatic, abusive relationships with their mothers because they felt like their mothers could not express love to their daughters. But to the sons that these women had, it was a different relationship. And so I've mused just like in life and with my friends and people about why this can happen. The patriarchy definitely plays a part. But it, I think it also goes back to what I said about Villanelle's mom, Tatiana, and seeing the exact, the exact thing that you've not yet learned to love about yourself or you hate about yourself. And so if you see it right there reflected at you, and especially with moms and same gender children, your daughter, that it's completely impossible to avoid. And some sort of resentment comes out of it. And so I, the reason why I brought it up is because the perception of these moms from the daughters is like, do you even know how to love? You've barely said this to me or you've never said this to me. But the perception of the grandchildren being like so loving, so expressive, so emotional. Of course you love. Of course you feel. Of course you care about me. And so those discrepancies between things and I don't know if what I just said makes sense, but I do, oh, I, no, but I do it think it's very possible that, and it seems obvious, that Tatiana had a very different relationship. Probably still shit in a lot of ways to Papachulo, but still also way better than she was to Villanelle. And that would leave some sort of resentment in Villanelle, as it should. And so I'm not sure what Terrence is going to say about the relationship. I just don't think it's, it's repairable right now. I don't think it's possible, and I don't think she was interested in that because she did not leave them in a way. I think at best she did what she alluded to with Frank in series one. She's like, I give them something to bond over. And so uh, she's well, like, true. you you and I, family members, we can't do that because I tried it. Mom said, no, fuck it. And I say, okay, fuck all y'all, but here's some spending money and a bonding situation and you will never see me again. So at best, I feel like um, Borka could grow up salty as fuck and be like, I found you. Kill Bill style to have a talk and potentially fight or try to kill his sister. But I just don't think 
that there's any immediate space they can make for Villanelle. Because while we have all the empathy in the world for the bitch, we've seen all sides of her. Technically, she's not been in their lives this entire time. Villanelle's in her late 20s. So that's about 20 years of not seeing somebody and they come back just to wreak havoc on you and remove your parents away because while we didn't see the stepdad go down, he probably did. And if he didn't, I guess, great. Hopefully they have a father figure around, but it's very possible. She just left some fucking orphans. So she was like, if I got to be alone in the world, so do you guys. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, you can give Chris, Chris, your thoughts on this. Villanelle's visit, that was the wildest weekend ever. And yes, those two uh, siblings, uh, even though I don't really see her as someone who hates uh, children. I just think that she puts on a different face in front of children. Um, and it's just her just trying to figure out what it is about what they're going through and what she can tolerate. When she had the crying baby, she was like, don't cry because I don't like that. Stop that. When she saw her, the youngest half uh, brother punching himself because he was turning his frustrations inward, she really didn't like that display of frustration and there was no way to get him to i don't know find a different outlet for it here have a piece of candy because like who's gonna deal with that long term not villanelle she's not if this is if the problem she boiled down to was oh it's because you know mother is treating you like this and she decides all right so i'll just eliminate mother to get rid of the situation it's just the way how she sees a a very binary way to to solve the problem. Okay, she's gone, so you guys are now going to be better because you don't have to worry about this issue anymore. And- I still think that's a secondary effect. Like, I don't think she's like, I'm doing this so y'all could be better. She's like, I am doing this because I literally can't stand to have this woman on the same planet as me. And also think about how Villanelle's a control freak. And she tries to control everything. She tries to orchestrate everything. She tries to arrange it all. And she could not gather her mother. And that's why it kind of made me laugh in an ironic way. Because it's like, Villanelle, you're the same way. You're like impossible for someone else to gather. And you're here dealing with another brick. Just like yourself. And you can't deal with it. So you have to kill it. Or like I said, when Eve turns around and she shoots her right away versus waiting five minutes. She didn't try again to get to Tatiana. She wasn't like, let's wait a day and come back with this. Or let's see how you feel in the morning, mom. She was like, (laughs) well, it's been two minutes. I got to kill you, bitch. I got to. I got to take it out. I, the mm-hmm. way I'm feeling, the twitch, the way you just rejected me. I also want to say what I did like about that scene, because it did seem very mother daughtery and the same, is that both the actress playing Tatiana and Jody had tears hovering during their petulant shit. And I was like, this is nice. I like this because this is some weird kind of symmetry going on because you're both feeling something. But neither of you is actually fully overt with the feel. Like, it's cracking out there. It's showing. Here's Tatiana with some tears in her eyes because maybe she feels something, you know? And if we had the insight into Tatiana that we do with even Villanelle, maybe we could, you know, muse for hours like we did about the tears that showed up in episode five of series two. We're like, oh, my God, Villanelle has tears. Eve has tears. What are, what are they thinking? What are they feeling? Tatiana had those same tears. But at the same time, she was still like, get out of my house. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just saying that um, that family got too much jaunt probably in the in the jeans it did and for the girls just <laughs> it, yes. for the girls just it, it for did. the girls oh and chris's last comment here is we did get as much as a confirmation just like what suzanne slash jody either one said we won't be able to excuse v's behavior after learning her origin story and then they have in parentheses although interestingly her family profile fit a lot of serial murderer absentee father and overbearing mother indeed i you know crime stuff stories is a thing I indulge in. And so, yes, that's absolutely true. That That's why I was screaming initially is that I was like, it's too paint by numbers, unfortunately, that I would like to see it a little more nuance, a little more right. stuff, especially because there's not enough filled in about 
what exactly happened. But yeah, thank you, Chris, for sending your thoughts. This was a comment sent in, not really a question, just like a pessimistic prediction. Oh, no. She grays, 8888. And they say, I think the hate sex is off the table. And they reference the quote from Jody from one of the articles you read earlier that talks about her and Sandra finding the meeting with aggression as tedious. And they felt like they had to move forward in some way and that they found a natural way of doing it and ending like, I don't think we've ever seen them this way, which leaves me hopeful, leaves some people concerned. Hate sex off the table. Look, I understand a lot of people want soft sex right now. Villanelle is struggling. She is hurt. She needs a hug. I get it. Hate sex is never off the table because these two hoes will argue eventually. And when they they argue, hate sex is back on the table because makeup sex or like in the middle of arguing sex is fun. So whatever. That's it. That's my answer to it. I don't know what Terrence is going to say. I'm just going to say, hey, sex is never off the table for Villain Eve. Not for me. My merch cannot become that irrelevant so quickly. <laughs> just because we got one right. sweet up. You, can, you can't be shaken by a few sentences in an interview. Like, this is just an article. And you know what? It doesn't paint a whole story. It paints a piece of an interaction. So, Like, you, you get... can still have hate sex with love. Yes. I yes. will admit with my own groceries, I've had that situation and it's the only reason why it's a it's a type of gauchery is because college days massive argument the kind of things that can happen when you're not on the same damn campus and you know things and so huge fight huge fight and think about the gay drama that happens with gay fights like maybe something gets tossed maybe you get too loud and that happened for maybe like two or three hours extra and shit and then the makeup slash like aggressive, aggressive coitus. Things were smashed. Things were done. Sounds were made. Well, all right. It was extravagant. So this whole time, I thought her roommate was was gone. This whole time. Oh, oh. Yes, right. So you know how you think no one's home? You go extra beyond because no one's there to be like, hey, guys. So turns out after this extremely jaunty, extremely long makeup session of I'm kind of still angry, but also uh, we hear like a door. <laughs> I shit you not, because it was through the night. It was like, this situation is starting at midnight, 11.30 midnight, and it's not finishing through all of the paces by 7 a.m. And that's when the dorm opened up the, not the dorm, the school would open, you know, like the cafeteria, people go get breakfast, whatever, whatever. So (laughs) we hear a door and we're like, oh, immediately like, oh my God, my groceries, the things I yelled, the things I said, I thought I was here alone. And we saw a girl like exit and it wasn't her roommate and so i i don't even know why i'm telling this fucking story it's probably because i'm tired and delirious but so my theory is that because i already had theories that her roommate was heteroflexible because she had she she was i was like this girl is on the spectrum because there's too many things being said and happening for Uh me not to question this so my whole thing was what were y'all bitches doing in the room they didn't make a there wasn't a peep terrence so it was me and my girl show on display we were the netflix it was us and I'm just saying, with how jaunty the after session got, I'm just trying to figure out what two people who weren't dating. It was somebody else's girlfriend, by the way. Oh, I left that detail out. I left that detail out. The other girl was a lesbian, had a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why I yeah, said, this is why I messy. said it must have got weird in there. Yeah. Because, you know. And yes. here's the final part. After we rushed to the window because we hit a door and we're like, so we wait. And so we went to the sidewalk to see, to be like, who is it? So I was the girl. And she fucking looked up we made eye contact i'm just gonna say that um (laughs) we never shared another conversation it got really awkward after that and it is what it is so that whole long story was to say that people can be strange 
And also, love-hate sex can happen. So, guys, it's not off the table. And don't judge me. All right? Don't. Please. Please. Thank you. Look, just because you can beat or you can't beat Eve Palastri and never have I ever talk about I left a, a bleeding man to die so I could go and save a psychopath doesn't mean that that will always be your truth. You have a life to live. <laughs> and, um, you know, you could be so lucky. <laughs> you could be so lucky. Thank you for writing that because that, that sharing that and sharing your concerns, it is fandom wide concerns, but don't lose hope. There are three episodes left. I feel like they'll be tight. I feel like there's room to give enough of us what we all deserve. Mm-hmm. So we actually have two messages from Fleur because, as we mentioned, the last one got in just after we finished our snack last time. So we'll cover them both. First message says, hey, guys, once again, thank you both for being amazing and putting on this incredible show. One of my favorite things you have done so far is create backstories for the new ladies this season. So I'd like to pick your brain with the following questions. Would you like to see the lady in red as part of Carolyn's hotation? If yes, is she the type of hoe that would... <laughs> Sorry, let me get myself together. If yes, is she the type of hoe that Carolyn would call a second time? If yes to both, how upset will Diane be when she finds out? Um, as an aside, you mentioned other shows with queer lady villains, and I wanted to mention a character from a new show called Motherland. I definitely didn't read this message before, but someone else has said Motherland, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, right. Yes. So you probably heard me screaming about Motherland while we Googled it. Terrence and I have not watched it yet, but it is on the list to see what it's about. Right. There was definitely that one uh, woman with energy that looked yes, like she was. Yes, like Yennefer. Right. <laughs> what do you want? Everything! Listen, if you guys meet me in the street and say Yennefer, this is what's coming out of my mouth because that's when I found love with her character. That scene. Oh, and she's like, if you haven't seen it, here are a few more reasons to give it a shot. One, the main character is a lesbian and gets a girlfriend in the first episode. Oh, well, Dr. Theora, you know how to lead. Two, the girlfriend may or may not, but totally is a murderer. Ooh, the cast is 98% female of all ages and ethnicities. Yes, 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 yes. Sounds like Amazon territory. Sounds like the mascara. Okay. It's about female warriors that are witches. Mm -hmm. Look at five. Miss Sondry. Okay. Yes, girl. And lastly, I forgot to thank you like a long time ago for actually pronouncing my entire name correctly. It doesn't happen often and I greatly appreciate that. Oh, yay! Dr. Theora, I have so many groceries for pronunciations that I'm glad I am getting something out here right. Good gosh. So do you want to answer? her question real quick before I go on to the next one. Would you like to see the, ra the, lady, the lady in red and Carolyn's uh, rotation? I feel like that's an obvious yes for the both of us. Just yeah. What sapphic partnership won't we be behind? And the other half of the question was, if yes, is she the type <laughs> of hoe that Carolyn would call a second time? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm answering for you, but those are my answers. Yeah, I can see that being a yes as well. And of course, Diane's going to be pissed. <laughs> How oh, did she find out? How upset will she be when she finds out? Probably when she puts in her two weeks. Like, let's say Wait the lady a minute. Red. You're Diane puts in her two weeks? I Lord. know. I think that Lady Red puts in her two weeks. What? For the 12? Oh, see? see what are you now, talking about? What is she I putting in like, two weeks for? I feel like the Lady Red could have been mixy, where she was, like, swimming in both organizations, just like her. This is you inventing things of once course. again. Well, can you just answer the doctor's question? How does Diane find out? Uh, because, I don't know, maybe when uh, the lady in red is leaving, she, you know, goes for uh, an extra special goodbye <laughs> in front of Diane. And she's like, hmm, now those lunches that I, I thought I was overlooking, we're going to make sure that you go ahead and get charged for those. Have fun at Lebanon. Real quick, who's the top? 
in this situation if we had to pick one between Carolyn and the lady in red? Carolyn's a switch because she knows how to have a good time. <laughs> Listen, bitch. I, the Carolyn... way we are on the same page about Carolyn being a switch, she's like an in-command bottom. Do you right. know what I mean? See, I already knew you know what I meant when I said that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I gave my answers right. Yes. So is she a part? Would I like to see her in Carolyn's rotation? Yes. If yes, would she fucking be called by Carolyn a second or third or fifth time? Yes. And if yes to both, how upset will Diane be? Hated. So heated. But especially if Diane is out here bugging people since everyone got bugs and why not? She's high up. <laughs> and Diane has probably crossed some lines of what is proper, what is legal. What mm -hmm. is right? What is ethical? Because she has an unhealthy fixation with Carolyn. Because Carolyn put the work in, tore her back out. And 20 years later, the bitch still hasn't recovered. And I, I just want to say that that's unfortunate if that happens. But that's real life. You could have such incredible sex with someone. And then everyone else that comes after that person is subpar. I would hate for that to be someone's existence, Ooh. but it is a possible existence. And if that's you, I don't know, maybe try the tantric and see what happens <laughs> to increase your percentage of... O's. I mean, we would love for you to join the 93% personally. 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 But if you're out here just trying to, you know, do a jog instead of like, I don't know, a marathon, then hey, you, you get what's coming to you. Of note here that I want to call out is her mention of loving the No Doubt ex-girlfriend <laughs> injection. Well, we are No Doubt fans and uh, we are. I always like, I'm always like, and as I mentioned, but I'm like, no bitch, that was Gentleman Jack Crack. That was Gentleman Jack Crack, bitch. You're confused. It's late. But yes, I am a big lover of Gwen Stefani and No Doubt and I had a number of lovely concert experiences and some queer experiences in those concert crowds. Y'all could DM me for the details. I'm not going to reveal my ridiculousness <laughs> on the podcast. I've already Reveal too much <laughs> but so glad that you too are into no doubt that album return of saturn is indeed a plus 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 yes a plus she mentions that a political disruptor in barcelona doesn't surprise her because it's in cataluna and there's a huge separatist movement there but the piano lady was in andalusia and she says there may be political movements there that i'm not aware of but if there are they aren't as big or well known entrenched as the stuff on cataluna so i think that's great right so that means that they tying it into some relevant stuff happening right. in espana and she's like all capital letters oh that's right eve still doesn't know about the postcard that carolyn stole nope. uh, she's mad still and so am i so are you so am i right. so should everyone be I don't know who was there arguing me, uh, not arguing with me, but uh, lamenting with me on Twitter where they described the fact that Villanelle's kills that are done for Eve was the same as when she used to write her love letters in French to Anna. And I said, so imagine V's frustration to being left unread in Amsterdam. That kill did not get checked by Eve and it wasn't brought up still. Well, so Villanelle, maybe you should use certified mail, bitch, <laughs> if you want to make sure your fucking postcards get there. Confirmed. They have messenger services and other things. Okay, she also has a note here about the episode three snack episode and says she was confused about Geraldine being at the boogies. <laughs> Us too. We don't... I mean, they might reveal that she has a gambling problem, but that's the only, perhaps, explanation for her being at, um, what was it called? The paddy wagon? Patty books? Patty Wagon. Patty books, probably. Oh, there's comments about, so sorry you had to read that with your own eyes when we were breaking down those horrific reviews in uh. um, that snack episode. And that she believes that Fiona Shaw would 10,000% support a Carolyn prequel. And all caps about her directing operas. Well, <clears throat> <See>? <laughs> oh, <laughs> look, I already, y'all were there. 
Could you imagine a Fiona uh, Shaw directed gay opera? Some people would argue a lot of operas are already gay with a melodrama. But yes, and it's still on my bucket list to go to a Fiona Shaw directed opera and do something sapphic and illegal. Although she makes a note about the writer, about not liking that the writer was equating Villanelle's feelings for Eve with psychopathy and obsession. It's a bit too close to queer desire equals crazy. Yes. Thank you. Yes. 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 Especially with yes. no clarification yes. with what darkness equals. We don't know what it equals. Does it equal queer? We don't know. They didn't tell us. She also thinks us for validating that Eve doesn't know how to masturbate. Doesn't know why the headcanon is so important to her, but it is. <laughs> Listen, we have questions that need answers, so we have to provide some of the answers. Right. So, yes, this is a headcanon many of us need to help understand what Eve is and isn't doing. Admit it, Eve. You wish I was here. <laughs> Lord. Also agrees that scent is super powerful and should be owned by the ladies. Yes, thank you. We have made it law. I don't have a gavel, but I just did it. I just banged my hand. You can't hear it, but I did it. I did it. It is now law. I feel like there should be a misandry element to the scent where men are actually gagging when they're too close to it. But if I have to wear it, I don't want to wear something that can make a person gag. It would just be something coded for that gender to drop dead. Right. That's not, a, right? that's not a bad idea. As for the Ep4 recap, she does feel bad for Nico. Didn't like him that much, but he deserved Ooh. a fresh start. Well, <laughs> loud up. Well, Nico's he, alive. Right. He Nico does have, have a second chance. Right. He a, does have a fresh start. A super fresh start super with, fucking with fresh. super holes in his neck. Like. Oh, she also got Gentleman Jack vibes from the babushka. That oh, went down of course. Via pigs. The pigs. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She has the hardest part of this episode for me was that Eve kept running towards Nico so hard. And you know what just came into my mind? Whitney. I want to run right to, to you. you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she chose to leave her investigation behind to randomly go to Poland because the only thing missing was her. This question's like, okay, but why is Eve couch surfing? Is she so scared that... Villanelle found her apartment that she won't go back. She didn't seem to mind that Villanelle had broken in and left her a teddy bear when it happened. Ah! Eve, why? I'm going to say that Eve is afraid of herself. She's afraid that if she stayed in her apartment and Villanelle showed up, she, again, would show her ridiculously aggressive top energy, do all kinds of things. And in the morning time, when the sunlight comes up, you're like, bitch, don't look at me. Don't look right. at my face. Right. I don't want to talk about what I said. I don't want to talk about what I did. It was in the darkness. Let's keep it in the darkness. So to avoid those groceries preemptively she's just like you know what i'm gonna remove myself from where there is a bed from where there is a place for things to go down and that is the clown makeup contour reasoning i'm going with right now what do you want from me <laughs> everything <laughs> it's my yennefer answer also feels bad for kruger's wife why couldn't constantine just let her live in her pretty house in france because Constantine's a jackass and he's up to no good. And she would definitely mention that there was some file that she was supposed to email. And then they would ask her about it if she ever got a visitor. And yeah. Oh, my God. So she, <laughs> I just looked at a, a, a meme she sent about Geraldine. And she's like, okay, Candace, I love that you love Geraldine, too. Because I do. I stay defending this hell, even though the whole fandom is like, get rid of Geraldine. Just, just come out Look of the closet meme. already. This meme is for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It says, so you know the meme where she's usually holding a dog? So she's like, I've only had Geraldine for a day and a half. But if anything happened to her, I would kill everyone in this room and then myself. So I like the changing of the meme because Geraldine is precious. She is not a plant. She is just too sensitive for her own damn good. Mm. And then there's a let me in meme. Geraldine, whenever she talks to Carolyn, <laughs> let me in! Let me in! <laughs> Carolyn's just like, no. <laughs> we have some Geraldine Marion references. Am I the only one that felt Geraldine should have said, where have you been when Carolyn walked into the house <laughs> like she did? <laughs> Gentleman Jack? No. 
Okay. LOL. I. You gotta let us know when yeah. you're. Yeah. I'm so late. We had the. <laughs> that was good. As you can see, Terrence loved that. We one. had to prepare an extra plate at the table. <laughs> Oh, my God. This other one from Tumblr is Gemma Whalen's role in every show is to ambush the lady of the house when they come home and question A, why they're home and B, why didn't they send the word send word of when they would be home? Oh, Gemma. That is so true. And it's so true. And oh, there's a link here from Avler's Tumblr. And it says, I keep waiting for Gemma Whalen's character Geraldine to break the fourth wall on killing Eve like she does on Gentleman Jack. Carolyn, I'm fine. Grieving is something other people do. I am going to work. I have to make a ham sandwich and track down Kenny's murder. Geraldine. And it's, <laughs> it's Gemma breaking the fourth wall. It's one of my favorite fourth wall breaks, actually, from Gentleman Jack. That's great. She also includes a shout out to us on Tumblr that we definitely missed. Oh, yay! And it's someone reacting to our, or someone posting our reaction. Um, I'm so glad so many of you or at least more of you Villainy fans are finding us and bonding and just finding kinship with our ridiculousness because we can't be alone out here in these streets. Literally, it is 8.52 a.m. right now. And if you guys could see the workers that be passing, because we have very big windows. Right. It's there. It's there. It's on the ground floor. They can see and they look in. And I I had to stare a dude down before he slowly backed his way out of the window to be like, what are you guys talking about in there? We're talking about social distancing. Back away. Back away. Back the fuck away. Oh my gosh. So I'm so glad that we are getting some shout outs and our ridiculousness has made its way to tumblr um okay so this next message is from freya and she's like so glad i found your podcast love the discussion from a queer point of view and the depth of your analysis a show this smart deserves it all the podcasts out there just don't seem to pick up on this stuff well sometimes it's the heck goggles my dear anyways i had a few thoughts on 304 loved that they used the idea of eve's birthday to essentially give birth to dark eve villanelle was obviously celebrating eve had confused feelings and nico didn't want to know parentheses he didn't send eve a birthday text or anything i mean i get it dude but she's still technically your wife true okay uh, close parentheses and do you think eve knew it was her own birthday before the cake arrived Ooh, good question she looked insane on top of the rooftop Ooh. capital letters acting hashtag dark eve rising and then she has when bear thought eve smelled a bit funky at the start of the episode i took this to mean yes she could up her personal hygiene but also villanelle's power perfume had surrounded her and sunk in when they kissed despite washing in the sink (laughs) then she's like trying not to think about it eve is consumed by villanelle now if she wasn't already the kiss has upped it to a new level agreed laughed out loud when bear pointed out eve's undies listen uh do you know i had two friends who watched the episode and missed the undies missed the undies they didn't get it till they listened to podcasts and i was like how did you miss those damn undies oh i like this it's in all caps girl kissed villanelle and her panties literally dropped they did yes i'll take that interpretation that is the perfect interpretation yes i agree eve will know it wasn't villanelle that killed nico and i think constantine will die of a heart attack i think eve and villanelle will have no one left but each other by the end of the season me too i hope me too me too me too um what did you guys make of the structural change to this episode do you think there's any messaging in the colors of the block text? And I'm watching you, Geraldine, you dodgy motherfucker. Oh, someone from your side of the woods. <laughs> Terrence? She just needs to come out already. Oh, sorry. She finishes it saying she's going to listen to Gentleman Jack pods. Do it. Listen. Oh, yes. We don't really promote Gentleman Jack crack on this thing because we know they can be very different audiences depending on people who don't like period pieces. But I'm just going to say that with all the gay lesbian queer content i've consumed in my life which is a considerable amount <laughs> very few stories tales things 
um, compare to the sheer, and I do mean this, sheer amount of excellent gay drama. And Gentleman Jack, the show. Gentleman Jack Crack, the podcast, which really talks about the show and the historical gayness, which altogether is literally out of this world. Gayness out of the galaxy. I had a thing about the title cards, but the fact that they didn't transfer over into episode four, the fact that they didn't appear in episode five, that, that, that just took us for a loop. More or less. So it's like they just want to do something original. Well, this is kind of like color theory. Oh, because they said um, the colors of the title card. Well, the Killing Eve title card, it was Villanelle's color and Eve's color um, imposed on each other, which didn't look bad at all. Actually, when we first saw it, we were like, oh, merch, when merch is ready to be a thing, those two colors need to be together. But, um, Deeper than that, I, I don't know if there's any extra attributing that we can do, or at least that I... What do you think about her perfume analysis that Villanelle's custom stirred thing has oh, made its way it to-, to Eve, and Eve not wanting to get rid of the scent hasn't showered. I mean, she didn't say all that, but that's me. That's me. Because she's like, despite washing the sink, and I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> not I- enough. Right. I think that was enough for the pits, and maybe her pits weren't smelling, but maybe the scent is in her hair. Because she smelled her hair. She oh she did she and I'm like did. is one day all it takes Eve <laughs> for your hair <laughs> to just descend like, but. wow but no I feel like she if she had more alone time in the washroom she would have done more but since Dread walked in she was like well let me take me and my boys shorts let me get out of here and I think that Dread was <laughs> went into Jamie's office and was like this girl she was in the bathroom and. <laughs> She was, you know, her pits were in the dryer or whatever. Like, all it, someone has to do is sit on the couch and try to charge their phone, and they go to plug it in the back, and they find woo! her sleeping bag right, and underwears true. and other stuff. And they're like, true. "Whoa, who else? <laughs> who else?" Okay, and I think the other question was, "Do we think that Eve knew it was her own birthday, or had she forgotten before the cake arrived?" That is an excellent question. I think I'm actually going to go with yes. I hadn't thought about this until just now, and I actually think. Well, let me roll back on it. Let me roll back on it. I'm going to say she didn't forget. I'm going to say it probably occurred to her early in the morning or late last night and she resolved to herself to just like ignore it was going to go uncelebrated because it usually did and I'll even go so far even farther to write fan fiction and say her and Nico were married for years that they probably had a a tradition of how he would acknowledge her birthday and maybe that was a call maybe that was a text maybe it was a letter it was whatever and she knew she definitely knew the night before this morning that that tradition was not happening couples couples get into patterns and anniversaries and stuff like that and so potentially Nico's pattern because he seemed like he was an early riser or something was a morning thing tradition would have crossed her mind then and she'd be like look I don't even want to think about this I don't even want to talk about this probably gonna be the worst birthday I've ever had not gonna get any presence not going to get any acknowledgement or anything and i think that's why we get that organic reaction of her putting her hair behind her ears like she did when she got the flowers because she's authentically pleased and she can't help but let it bleed until other people enter her sphere she can hear voices eve is it your birthday and then she's like oh wait what no no wait what and then of course she does her eve freak out but i i really really like that question she did look totally totally out of it on the rooftop. Hashtag acting for Sandra O. Oh, and I like this idea that either she didn't remember or she repressed it because she it depressed her. Oh. But uh, your answer, sir? Well, th- the fact that the cake got delivered to her and she knew it was a cake. She knew she knew it was a cake. So she knew it was a birthday cake. Yeah, but the like, question is, did she know before the cake arrived? Of course you know it's your birthday. Right. But was she thinking about it? Was in her mind? Oh, well, no. She was thinking about solving 
what where she remembered she was deep in her work as she always is she's burning her work she had a work thing so she wasn't but yeah she just was like well where's the next lead that's where she was even though she looked distraught extremely distraught. she was she was she looked faded on the roof <laughs> jamie came up and she was like hi what oh um just staring into the abyss of my cake that i can't have which also represents my o's that i can't have and i am distraught what i can't sleep on the couch anymore that's fine i'll find another place uh-uh it's, it's all right i'll just oh and the other question was uh, what do you think of the structural changes i it was it was a bit jarring the forward backward sideways back to the beginning back to the end back to the beginning back to the end that was no way to tell the story knowing what time it is would have helped knowing what time it is would have helped because we can't fully theorize on moments that seem surreal or like they could have symbolism if we don't right. know if they're actually happening at the same time like you said about the time jump for next episode right we know that there is an actual time jump because if like people were suggesting Villanelle was arriving in russia at the time that eve was arriving in poland then it's been at least two days because she's been fucking around at the festival and other stuff and so that's at least two days of eve in the icu of poland i guess wherever that town is with nico and then it's just sort of like how why how right. and why why and how how and why did the one horse and buggy we're like who was holding the compress <laughs> around the, the pitchfork to take him in i'm just so shocked by this although i was the one that said people could live with poles sticking out of their heads so while that was relevant for the tuning fork murder for me to bring that those facts i didn't know that i would be bringing it back around to be like well hey known cases of people with objects coming out of their body poking all the way through and them surviving because we did joke that if she didn't pull it out he wouldn't lose as much blood and it looks like those were spoilers and we had no idea <laughs> no that idea. we were foreshadowing what no was going idea. on thank you so much freya for your message and your kind words we so appreciate it thank you this next one is from flair also oh she leads with the quote do ladies do that <laughs> yes. See? Yes. yes 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 to all of it she's like wow i would have thought that eve and nico met in college or something but as adults already with their jobs at nico's bridge club <laughs> i can't make it make sense oh she's like that's really surprising i could see them being together before they were fully formed adults and with having that formative college experience to bond them but not like this you and me both i'm trying to figure out how a eve palastri looking like a sandra O, oh, is still single and easily obtainable by a goddamn bridge playing bridge teaching nico palastri how 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 they could have just we said, don't know eve's made a name sorry i just wanted to say oh yeah somebody said it was park but like we could have at least gotten them or the story of them being at odds with each other in like a political science class in college where like they're just you give giving nico too many spoons <laughs> opposed in the political science yeah but we just thought that there was that that youth you know that youth <laughs> just oh what are we doing our lives just getting started whatever that this is where the relationship started no killing eve was nope. like but make it boring make it more boring was make there it a more pregnancy mundane. scare no no oh, just none of that <laughs> she's like hey so i hear you play bridge and he was like yeah girl i play bridge <laughs> lord okay so <laughs> a mess oh she says she's not seen notes on a scandal but it's been on her maybe someday list forever oh maybe sunday shout out to all the root and shaw fans Aww. baby come back one of my favorite ships oh i hope my recommendation just motivated you to see it they are amazing the acting scenes are amazing the scene you know the storyline will leave you <laughs> With some sadness, but it is still just an excellently 
directed and acted film. Oh, about Villanelle's hiccups, she says, I took her touching her neck at the end of the episode to mean that her hiccups stopped. Going home was the only thing that scared her. So as soon as she stepped off the train, that was enough of a scare slash shock to get rid of them. Like the garden lady trying to scare her or when V slapped Eve in episode 208, the finale, series two, quote, you needed a shock like with hiccups. Oh, it's actually an excellent callback to episode eight. I hadn't yet done that connection of Villanelle slapping her because of the hiccups but yes so her getting off the train would have equated to the shock which is why we the were scared right okay and considering actually now what happened when her mother fully came home and that panic attack we saw a flare i would actually 100 percent agree with you now that we've seen it the hiccups stopped when she got there because she was actually scared to be home and okay killing eve i like that that was good Oh, she's like, we the turtleneck. Carolyn was wearing a turtleneck in this episode, too. Oh, yes. I hope the turtleneck is a sign of darkness. Just, <laughs> just that's random, but I'm begging, begging. Oh, my gosh. She says she looked up how bizarre because it got in her head as soon as I said Ooh, it. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Oh. Just making me crazy. She said you were close. It came out um, by OMC in 1996. Oh, 96. Yeah. Every time I look around. See, here you go. Every time I look sir, around. Sir, can we get back okay, to this? Okay, okay. <laughs> I see your shoulder shimmy, but I don't know how much longer we can stay sane in this recording oh, section because it has been, it's... it is 9 a.m. now and we, yeah. Okay, so she continues about Geraldine. She could be queer, but also Carolyn was suspicious because she saw Constantine walking down the block. Yes, agreed. So she assumed that Constantine had been visiting Geraldine, but Geraldine did not tell her that he'd been there. So that was a lie on Geraldine's part. Constantine. Um... Oh, yeah. Constantine probably told her not to tell Carolyn that he'd been there for whatever reason he made up. I saw a post on Tumblr where someone was musing that Constantine is going to keep using Geraldine unbeknownst to her. And that has me worried. It does, too. I think Geraldine is way too naive, way too sweet, way too desperate to talk and connect to someone because her mother literally has no time for her. I agree with you there. I know you were trying to say something when I was reading. What was that? Well, we still didn't get the scene of why is everybody hiding in dark places. So, oh right, if that does pop up, right. it could be Jordan going. I have all these spoons, and no, <laughs> no one will take. No one, no one has can help me process. And then that could be the thing that Constantine is doing and not feeling guilty about while he's siphoning the data from the the magnet that is on the fridge. Ugh. But his L is coming. His L is overdue. So that's why it's like, it's troublesome. It is troublesome. But we're flash forwarding. So if Carolyn is back up and running, why does she not know to do a sweep? Why does she not know to, to check for bugs? Why does she not know? I just... Killing Eve science. Yes, Let's answer it, it with Killing, killing Eve, Eve science. science. That is the easiest way for killing us Eve to science. move fucking forward. Sadly, 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 sadly. Um, and one of the last comments she has here about agreeing with the dubbing that her Netflix queue is like half subtitled shows that she just keeps not watching because need a certain amount of brain power to watch subtitled stuff. And then she tried to watch Cable Girls dubbed one time and could not do it. It's just, it's, like I said, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard. It's really hard. It's hard. So, yeah, I know it's somewhere in the other thing, but someone else was wrote in and was like, Mexico has dubbed Killing Eve too. And I was like, oh God, oh, Mexico, you're suffering. Hopefully people are downloading the English versions with the subtitles of the language they need instead. Oh, and the last bit here is, I was only in the last few minutes of your live tonight, so so Sunday. Sunday um, okay. So you might have talked about this already, but my big question from episode five is how Oksana went from the orphanage to the school where Anna worked in Moscow. <laughs> she got three question marks. Uh, Fleur, we 
we they chose are in not, the same boat. Right. They chose not to explain that. She's like, we know that she went from that school to prison after she killed Anna's husband, which is how she met Constantine because he got her out and she took what was supposed to be Nadia's place. I know. Um, but how did she get to that high school? <laughs> how did she prove how smart she was? I'm sorry. The more she asks questions, the more you're like, yeah, learning languages and everything else. Anna said how smart she was, but I doubt the orphanage gave her a great education. Yes. So I have questions and how her childhood, childhood and teenage years progressed. I hope they fill in those blanks or at least explain enough so it doesn't seem like they're racing, but it's always been established about her. I hope you both are well and that your mom's had a good day today. My mom wished she had a better day, but she did see me in the Zoom on Sunday as Terrence walked in on it. And she was like, your family's Zoom. It's like, yeah. Did your mom have a good mother's? Oh, she did. She's, she misses people, but she's doing good. That's exactly where my mom is, where I feel like it's, we're finally to the part where it's taking a toll, where she's like, I just miss my children's space and people. Um, okay, so yeah, this, this, look, we, yes, we are concerned. We want them to fill in the blanks because they've not said, oh, she's an autodidact. Oh, she is self-taught. She is one of these people that just picks up a book. She has a photographic memory. She had a roommate, a teacher, a person to teach her languages. Uh, where did it start? How did it happen? Where did it go? I think How? she had a linguist uh instructor with very nice whatever hair. she was in that orphanage like it's a hard knock life no it's true us. but i'm it's sure a hard knock life she hated everyone in that or- or- orphanage all the kids except for one instead woman. of treated we get tricked <laughs> instead of kisses we get kicked i feel like one woman one woman was able to get her give her what she needed that seems like intense for her so who so tell me what woman is in an orphanage that burned down, by the way. So oh, there's yeah. a gap between her burning down the orphanage, allegedly, and ending up someplace else. And what, what was oh, that, what that, was that other true. place? And how would she... She wouldn't just go to a gifted school from the orphanage because you have to test again to give to school. That schools. is true again. So whatever. So, I mean, these are groceries that were created because people decided to go backwards in the story. Now, you can they go just... backwards. You just have to be careful about filling in the holes instead of creating more plot holes. Well, right again. Well, Fleur... Thank you for yet another lovely mail. Okay. We got one from Michelle who writes, Hey guys, I'm so happy I found your podcast. I've been a fan of Killing Eve since season one. Last year was really hard to wait every week for new episodes. Who knew this year was going to be even harder? Waiting for new eps while dealing with a global crisis. I started working in healthcare recently, about two weeks. Oh, before the shutdown happened, it's an entry-level job at a hospital as a nurse assistant. It's a job I really needed since I'm studying to be a nurse. I've been dealing a lot. I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety at work and self-doubt during COVID-19. Your podcasts have been a great way to relax, laugh, and escape my reality for a few hours. The only thing I can say is thank you. You guys are amazing. Oh, So glad we're able to provide just a little bit of respite. So about our lovely ladies, I can't wait for Dark Eve to rise. Me too! God, it has to happen. It does, doesn't it? It does, right? It does. It does. It does. I totally agree with what Candace has said about, well, everything. Thanks! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I also thought about the idea of Villanelle coming clean with Eve and telling her version of I Think About You All the Time. <sighs> Look, this, was, this, this recording is too long that I'm not, I'm just going to take a deep breath and keep it in. Okay. Meaning Villanelle has to tell Eve how she feels and be open about it. Yes, yes. The last episode was heartbreaking, but needed for the eventual reunion of Eve and Villanelle. I think Eve will finally admit her own darkness to Villanelle while accepting Villanelle's darkness. 
Yes, something Tatiana never did. Yes, something Tatiana never fucking did. And maybe they can slow dance in the dark. Listen, I, can we, can I just, please? <laughs> we know Villanelle can't dance, so let Eve lead and just give me what I want. I said on Twitter that Villanelle quote unquote can't dance because guilty feet ain't got no rhythm. But once she comes what? clean, <laughs> Yo, then the rhythm's going to return. The guilty feet ain't got, got no, no right. rhythm. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's actually good. Um and maybe, right, so that's, if that happens, my head might explode from excitement. Girl, I I think I will do a series of black flip, back flips down the street um, because that's just what we will require. Um, I, she's ad, she ends with, I really hope they start moving closer to episode, really start moving closer in episode six. I hope they don't leave us waiting for reunion until episode eight. Me too. I really think it'll happen in seven. I'm feeling very strong about seven, very, very strong about seven, but yes. Agreed. Oh, I did see this. By the way, it looks like AMC Premiere might start showing the apps 48 hours before Sunday like they did last year. See, I've been seeing that. Well, we'll she also mentions that she emailed them and they said they're not. So that's what I've been seeing, that people are like, the app says it. But then I email someone or message someone. And they say no. And I say, AMC, how much money are you making? Like, where are your techs at? Is it really that difficult to tell the tech of the app to be like, could you delete that line? Because we've gotten about 600 emails from the gays and they want to know what's going on and it's not happening so we will obviously check to be sure we will check to be sure on friday and i am sure you guys will know of it if it is accurate because it'll just be like a long all caps text that we'll send out but so far it seems like that is bullshit so tbd we will all know one way or the other right uh, by the time the next recap is posted right. uh, but thank you michelle for writing please stay safe out there Thank you for listening and taking your time to share with us your thoughts on the right. show. Thank you. Also want to shout out Anna, whose last name says Miss Andre in the email. And I was like, girl, oh, what you doing? What you saying? But I like it. Who was an essential worker. So Anna, Anna, thank you for yes. doing what you do. And yes. Doing your best to stay sane. And I am so happy and glad that we can just provide a little bit of that escapism from what's happening in the world. She sends some lovely words to us, but for what is relevant to the show, she is like, spoiler alert, I read the books. They're very different from the series, but there is a happy ending, oddly enough. So that's something to know. She was expecting them both to die, but that's not what happens. Interesting. Oh, so that is interesting. interesting. That is. That's, the, that's sort of the way I thought it would have to go. I mean, I grew up on Thelma and Louise, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the patriarchy in us and we have to reject. Right? But, uh, Yes, yeah, she's like, if you haven't read them, they're okay, but they're nothing like the series, but worth reading. They're definitely explicitly gay, and there is no way that a TV series based on these books could be career baiting. Good to know, good to know, good to know! I don't know when or if I will get around to those novels. If there's an audiobook, that probably is the best way, but then I don't know, because who's the audio actress doing Villanelle? Right. Do you know? Do you know who's doing Sandra? Oh! Do the voices compare? I don't know. But thank you so much, Anna, for your message, for listening to the show. We so appreciate you. Thank you for your content. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. Ma'am, thank you for the content. <laughs> oh, and Anna had an additional message referencing all of our discussions of women with weapons and wanted to know how archery never comes up. Because <laughs> it's a ton. <laughs> no, go ahead. I know you're ready to jaunt into your answer. Have you <laughs> met Gina Davis? Just have you met her? Like, just in... Have you? She's she's a lot of things. She's many things. Meant such like she's a genius, and, but she also also an Olympic athlete. And she's competing against men in archery. <laughs> like she's like top. I want to say like top one hundred and sixty in the world. I want to say currently, 
Like she's un she's a beast. Real. Truly a beast. Just to finish the message for Iansa, she says, it's a ton of fun, relatively inexpensive, and you can practice solitary in your yard. I don't recommend indoors. <laughs> Definitely not. She likes her house. Try it if you get a chance. Well, um, huh. as Terrence already knows, because he's laughing, I have tried Audrey, my dear. I've tried it. Uh, the minute I was old enough for an adult to let me hold a bow and feel like it was safe, it was okay. So I actually did some archery stuff in school and stuff. I feel like if I just had money to spare, I've told that to you. I would try to go to the Olympics for sharpshooting or something like archery because that's where most of my sports skills lies. Anything that requires like getting it exactly where it's supposed to go, pull basketball soccer volleyball those are generally my best sports so archery is there it's there you're hitting the bullseye and it's a weapon so of course when you prepare for the apocalypse you have to prepare for all scenarios including using a bow the only thing is i cannot practice archery the way i would like in brooklyn because it it, it's impossible it's literally impossible there's not enough space i absolutely would go through a fence and probably injure a kitty, which would break my fucking heart. And I don't want to do that. Or the cops. The cops will get me because the cops like to harass people over here. And I can barely be outside with just a basic prop or weapon. Can you see me with a bow and a popo coming up like, ma'am, ma'am, what is this? It will be chant with signs talking about some justice for Candace. Why was, why was the gun fired 16 times? It's a single Seriously, arrow. Though, do you know how funny, long it takes to true. reload? And you can always dodge the arrow. Like, just it would have been unnecessary force and then you know if this wasn't the wrong times i would say you know there are two places close to where we are in the studio that do actually a sport called archery tag right when they're not social distancing (laughs) and that would have been a fun thing to do but we just can't right now because no archery is my thing how am i gonna have my all-woman army without my goddamn archer supporting me from the fucking trees or whatever. It's just for me personally, if I had to choose a weapon that I'm going to be fucking with, it's going to be something in my hands that I can wield yes. because that's my favorite. So that's a sword that sticks like kendo, that's size. That's literally anything that I can hold and manipulate. A bow is fun, but it's just less like you can hit somebody at the top of your bow, but you won't do that because you'll damage the bow. Right. And so it's not what one does, but I'll I'll just leave it here. If you're, if you're asking yourself, oh my gosh, has Candace tried that weapon? Yes. Yes, I have. I own a great deal. My mom was very concerned in a moment when she entered my, I just called it the danger room. That's that's what we'll leave it at. Well, and I it, it was good. And she went in there and she looked around and she was like, this is not of God. No. <laughs> it's not like they're this sharpened. Is, this is straight misandry. They, they no, they let, were. They, they were. Oh, oh, sir. They were. They usually don't let you ship it when it's sharpened. You usually have to sharpen it yourself. It was after my brother got me that Sultan sword too when he was off doing war and he came <laughs> Yes, I was just like, yo, and yeah. she would just get stressed out when she would see me fucking with him. Like, you are going to cut something off, and I'm like, no, mom, it's fine. So yeah, just to answer that, Anna, I do like the archery. I have participated in the archery, and I would more frequently if there were more places in Brooklyn. But we got rock climbing places and actual shoot, shoot, shoot your gun place more than I can think of. I feel like archery places would be like probably at least in Jersey, maybe. Jersey, Connecticut, Long Island City. Long Island City. Oh, really? Yeah. Like a like outdoors? It's not too far from like there's a I know in Chelsea is the shooting range, but the archery tag place is Long Island. Oh, City. I mean just like uh, outside of archery tag, do they let you just do straight up like training? I, I guess it depends on what part of the space you'll need cuz it's it's a big it's a big area. Oh. 
So. Well, so Terrence has just committed to showing me all of this stuff to do with archery tag when social distancing is no longer in effect in 2022. No, <laughs> I'm done listening to you guys. That's, that's bad projections. I apologize. They need to dismantle the trapeze school. No one wants to do that anymore. So instead, trapeze can, school. there was one. Well, see, it's waves. Because I, I, you know, I, well, I used to have a trapeze in a crib and a loft I used to live in. So everyone would fuck with the trapeze. But I like it's good exercise. But that's very much on brand for this neighborhood. Trapeze, <laughs> yeah. spitting fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Anna, for your inquisition. Yes, thank you. Is that the right word, inquisition? In Inqui- uh, mm. Maybe inquiry. Inquiry. That's probably better. Thank you for your inquiry. I would recommend archery to anybody out there of any gender who just wants another skill or just I feel a great sense of accomplishment every time I get a bullseye. You should bring a bunch of friends with all of your equipment and then go to like a boulders climbing area and then just start picking off See, that's why I got to go to archery tag. That's why I got to go to archery tag because because when it was the birthday party, well, the last birthday party I was at before social distancing was laser tag for Greg and it and it, it it got it look that's what happened when you got a bunch of fucking jaunty queers all together who are competitive who used to play sports and it just it really turned into a mesh between like grand theft auto and just like call of duty whatever that is like you know rolling on the floor like being too extra like you're swat but that was me because i'm like i'm gonna stop getting shot because it took one round of me getting lit up where i was like no bitch that's not what's happening kenneth is crawling kenneth is rolling (laughs) wow i haven't not since new rochelle i want to say um they have a really good laser tag there but when I went, it was a bunch of like, it was like a special where kids were like reduced rates. So it was like oh. the adults, but then a lot of kids. Right. And then so they would be like, spare shirt. I'm going to use my white t-shirt to cover my, the target. Oh, harness. No. So you're hitting them, but they're not getting. The, That's the, that bullshit. Right. I feel like at this place, you could sometimes, sometimes someone could get you to wall if you weren't careful. Right. Like if they had just a piece of your thing show and they could get you, but. You just got to pick up the random six year old to be like, meat shield. And then, you know, just That's right. shoot over him. Put the kid in front and mm-hmm. that. That is your best weapon. All right, on to the next. Last messages is from Lauda, another Lauda. Um, and she was uh, honing in on my French gaucheries for Hélène. And uh, oh, she's like, okay. your struggle with pronouncing. <laughs> See, she, she is a proper French person because she put the accents that were missing when I was right. trying to read the name to give me some indication about the pronunciation. But I'm so glad I gave you giggles, Laura. I hope I gave you a fit of giggles with my gaucheries. And she's like, you got to say this with a very sexy French accent, given the big dick energy Camila's given us. Agreed. Agreed. No, that is, you literally just sit around. <laughs> Wait, let me play it. Let me play it for you. She sent you a reference. Ellen? Think of like Helen, but like with the H is silent. Ellen. Oh, got it. Yeah. Ellen. Ellen. There you go. Ellen. She also says she found the trailer for season one in French. It's horrifying. <laughs> so, but most shows are dubbed in France, hence the really bad level of English and overall really bad language skills of the French. <laughs> but season three is available just a few hours after the U.S. on French cable and so far it's not dubbed. Oh, yay! It oh. will surely be in the next weeks and months when they start releasing it to a large audience. All right, I need my KE fix. Gotta split. Well, thank you, Lauda, for your message. We appreciate it. Let's take a quick look at this to see if we can hear. Oh. Okay, Eve. That's Eve. Oh, that sounds like Constantine a little bit. Is that Carolyn? I think so. That's Eve. Oh, no, that that is Carolyn. Whoa, look how they do the titles. 
Thanks to the fuck with your herd. Tu as l'échelle internationale et qu'elle a déjà pris pour cible un certain nombre de personnes influentes dans le monde. En tout cas, une chose est sûre, c'est que sur l'échelle de la folie, elle est bien pêchée. Look at Sandra O's hair. Beautiful. Why is Constantine the best one? I don't like Villanelle's voice. Too high. Too high. Too high. I need to have a raspy voice. Rasp it up. Rasp it up. Sorry, I know they can't do it. They probably see her in like those dresses and think she's supposed to be like this doll type of person. But you got to look beyond that. Okay, but don't they got to watch the damn show? That would help. Yes. But sometimes when you get the job, it's like, here's your stuff. Here are the lines. Do it. And then it's because dub, they, you just get product. It's the same thing like when they do like those anime, but they want the English voice. It's like, well, this is what they were saying in their language. This is what it roughly translates to. They half the time don't even want you to hear what they sound like. They just want right. you to do your own thing because you're an actor, right? So you got to act it. Lord. Oh, Laura also had a follow up message that was asking about the Zoom party and how many of the potential participants are international because she mentioned that, you know, other people see the episode later or like time hours six francis six so, hours ahead so they're wondering if the party can be held at a later time i see i i get what i get what i feel like asking. we would end up doing what i would just do in life which is like a two-parter party just because i don't see us not partying for whatever comes in the finale like i just don't know that i can delay it i don't know that it's possible but i can keep it going I can keep it going. One of my longest party tangers was like a, a New Year's Eve situation that went for three days, bro. I told you that story. I emerged and it was sun and I didn't know. Yeah. And I had several messages from my mother that was like, why am you? Because I called her the one time to wish her happy New Year's. And then she didn't hear from me for more than 48 hours and was concerned. With good reason. Uh, mm, got it. Whatever. Youth. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what about... A party on the day of maybe like a this is not the time snack? with my brain oh that's true so i can't actually give you answers that would make sense unfortunately because i don't really know okay, fully okay. what's going on anymore but this is thank you lara for sending in the message with your concerns we will definitely discuss this when we are less sleep deprived okay oh and this last message here is from the lovely Fleur. One more again. She's like, oh my gosh, guys. I'm so sorry you sat through the Chilling Eve thing. I wasn't there, but I checked the Killing Eve tag on Tumblr and saw people live blogging it and it sounded so awful. I cannot. <laughs> well, it... it yeah, was, just You've been sitting there with your mouth agape yet again. Right. Just like, no, I mean... I it, was, like, it, it was. It was. Right, we'll leave it, it, it was. was. It was. She's like, for it being a harvest festival, there didn't seem to be much about the harvest. <laughs> Yeah, I, that that too. The only food thing I saw was the Proshki contest. There wasn't anything else about food, was there? No. Right. No. There was no market. I Which should have disturbed cider. Villanelle. Right. She loves food. She's like, I wonder if Villanelle told Borka that she was a pilot when she told him all of the places in the world that she'd been. Actually, that explanation is somewhere in another thing. Someone did say that Apachula with the bangs had a line prior to what we were referencing that said that Borka told it to him. So the implication is not that Villanelle had a conversation with Papichulo about being a pilot, but a conversation with Borka potentially to cover up or explain why she'd been to so many countries and knew about so many foods. So that makes sense. Mm. So I agree with you there that it was probably to do with Borka and that situation when they were in the room, first talking about Elton John and traveling and stuff. And then Borka told Papachulo. 
And she's like, oh, by the way, someone mentioned in the Killing Eve tag on Tumblr that the intelligence agencies plus lizards thing is a very old anti-Semitic idea. Oh, the flat earther thing was additional, but the secret lizard thing would be common among anti-Semites in Russia. Well, that makes sense. And I don't know why I would know it. Well, bigoted people get yourselves together, but I'm afraid I, 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 I just don't know. And she closes out with, well, I feel like I can't believe a single thing that Villanelle's mom tells her, though. So like her whole story about Villanelle's a child, about her father and stuff, it could all be lies and her projection. I don't think we really have any way of knowing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Is Villanelle remembering her childhood wrong? And is her mom telling the truth? Or does she remember correctly? And her mom is gaslighting her. Both. I too both, everything and nothing. Both. Right. <laughs> And we can never know. You are correct. We can never know because Suzanne is out of here and Laura is going to be the new one filling in the blanks or not. Creating or new blanks. Not. Creating brand new blanks. But thank you, Fleur. OG. And always so. Always with the hard hitting questions. Hard hitting. Getting to the details. Getting to the nuance. Some shit we missed or didn't see. I just love it. Because when you get enough people all contributing, you're going to catch all the stuff that initially was missed in your net. And it's great. Fandoms working together. Solve stories and plots together. Yes. <laughs> that was a great uh, <clears throat> Gail Carreo. Let me just uh, don't, don't. Don't. Oh God. <laughs> Did I, did I almost <laughs> You tried. Try you tried. It yeah. was the effort is what matters, sir. Oh, I just want to shout out Lauren who sent us a Insta story thing that I totally didn't see, but then she sent it on Twitter oh, where we Lauren. shouted her out for her Kenny bullshit. <laughs> Kenny falling down like the cake, oh, like Lord. East Cake. I'm going to figure out how to reshare this. I guess I can save it to my phone and reshare it to Insta. I'm going to figure out a way. So shout out to Lauren for always being awesome. Also want to shout out the KE Goose who sent us the outfit tier list for Villanelle for series one and two. If this snack wasn't already so damn jaunty and long, partly, largely, mostly due to my ridiculous muses, we would do it in this snack. But I'm wondering if you could also do the thing for series three or should we just wait until the series is over, but we will definitely, because I, turns knows we already have a ranking, like we've done it just, right. just to do it. <laughs> right. So we have it to source and we will source. But if you want us to involve Killing Eve series three, send us another one of those chart thingies. And then that we'll are awesome. And then we'll the do boxes. it. Yeah. yeah. And we'll definitely get to it in the next snack. Also want to shout out Jeff, who sent us a great read from Tumblr. That was an interesting criticism of, are you from Pinna? And talking about Villanelle's characterization and potential mistakes that Killing Eve made. Some things I agreed with, some things I less agreed with. Again, it's a really long analysis that we can get really into. So I'm just going to postpone that to the next snack. But I just wanted to mention, Jeff, that we will be getting to it just at a later time. Oh, right. I've talked about Lost Girl before, but Jessica sent us a clip from Lost Girl. And she was doing a rewatch and she was like, this stopped me dead in my tracks. I can only hope Suzanne had this line of thought in mind when she came up with the season three promo theme. This is the clip where she's talking to some characters about a red string of fate and its relevance to the plot in this episode. The final element. Are you shizering me? The red string of fate? You, you might as well lobotomize Bo right now. Do you have a better idea? Dyson's remote. It's the only way. According to legend, the gods used to wrap this around the ankles of those destined to meet, regardless of time, place, or circumstance. It'll secure your connection to Bo and to Dyson. So, yes, that is basically the lore we've been talking about. String of fate. String of fate. May the string of fate be tied around the ankles of our two hosts. Please, 
please, Sappho. I can dig it. Bitch, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing a podcast. I hope you can dig it. <laughs> I also want to thank Camilla for sending us the lyrics to the traditional Russian folk song, Dark Eyes. Oh, yes. Thank you very, very much. Oh, Captain Villanelle has sent me more content from uh, Maria, the Spanish wife, Twitter account. <laughs> so this tweet they've sent me, Maria has retweeted someone. <laughs> And it looks like it's Villanelle. <laughs> so it looks like it's the old Villanelle account, Crazy About Eve from Series 2, when they were supposedly texting each other <laughs> and messaging each other on Twitter. So Villanelle has said to Maria, you are rich. Buy a vibrator. And Maria has responded, dot, 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 dot. Did I mention I blew all my money on prostitutes? No one compares to you, baby. <laughs> Please come home. Please come home. Please come home. I'm poor. I'm poor now. <laughs> I self-destructed and spent all my money on hoes. I did. I did. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Villanelle, for the comedy. Shout out to Amber, who says she recently found the podcast and has been listening all week. Thank you for the interesting muses and laughs. You are welcome, Amber. Yes. Thank you for, Thank for, you for the content listening. gelling with you. Yeah. Yes. Also, shout out to Unicorn22. Who hit us up about the reaction video said it was the best she's seen in a long time they made her laugh a lot oh we are glad to hear it unicorn so i think that might actually be it for Gayo Correo. i hope i fully admit that i could have lost messages i it's hard <laughs> it's a lot it's of messages. a lot i'm no i the sleep deprivation has reached its new heights and so i just um I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, get inside of our DMs, our inboxes one more again if we somehow missed your message and you would like us to cover it. But, sir, I think we can finally move on. Uh, that brings us to Spotted on Twitter Tumblr. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, all right. Um, you guys see this? Wait. I'm is that Twitter? Tumblr? What is it? Send it. I'm sending immediately. It all right. right here, now. Here, all right. Stat. Send all the things. All right. All right, so my first spotted on Twitter, Tumblr, is a disturbing tweet, but it still made me laugh, and I had to point it out. It's from fucking Macaray, artist extraordinaire, and she had tweeted, I'm sorry, but Villanelle subconsciously fucked her brother in season one, and she has a photo of uh, Papa Chulo with the uh, bangs. Sebastian. But do they not look alike? Listen, okay. Is she lying? Did she tell a lie? They kind of look Did alike. Did she tell a lie? They Thank kinda you. Look, they kind of. It's fucked. Kinda. It's fucked. And maybe that explains those horrible looks she was giving to Sebastian. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to go into the meta. I'm just going to say, Makare, thank you for the laughs. Thank you for the laughs. And my first spotted on is from uh, DK, sorry, baby. Uh, the, <laughs> the profile name is Diana, but with 100% more killing Eve. And it's a picture. And this is, I think they need this. And it's a broken heart. And yes, oh, I, right. they, yeah, they looks like soft villain Eve. Mm -hmm. they, they do need that. They do. That's cute. All right. So my next spotted on Twitter, Tumblr is from Twitter. It's from Smoochie villain Eve at Lesbiana Assassin. <laughs> I like that name. Villanelle killing her psychopathic mother and the annoying straight couple plus the old man her mother was screwing, but keeping her brothers alive and giving them money to get away and go see Elton John. You know what that is? Growth. <laughs> I don't know. A better person. <laughs> <laughs> This is how Villanelle fans are in the fandom. And she's not wrong. It is growth. It is growth. Uh, so this is from Given to Me by Me. And it's a gift, but it's a preface. Oh, it's the old lady praying who gets right. blown up. Yes. Oh, Villanelle's Lord. brother's chilling in the from bar. From Terminator? Is this Terminator? I was trying to figure this out. But it looks like you're right. 
Oops. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucked up, but also accurate. Sadly. <laughs> sadly. Okay, so my next spotted on. <laughs> I guess I added this when I was still feeling salty. It's from uh, Kill Commander on Twitter. And Ooh. their tweet read, Can't stop thinking about that girl on Zoom who didn't know the quote, I think about you all the time monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is haunting random killing How eaves in the middle of the night. Many people, people on the chilling Zoom got up, started pacing, began yelling. Maybe it was nerves. I want to say it was nerves. I just, no. One of those people was a plant from Paper Mag who didn't do their homework because she did not use her display name as her name. Oh, she yeah, used she her used email. email. So she was a yeah. fucking plant. We said it as soon as they brought her up. She's the first person they brought up. They're like, okay, let's ask some questions. But we were like, hey, she didn't disguise her email. This whole thing is messed up. Uh, mm. uh, so were you done with your spotted ons? Oh, yes, I am. Cool. So my next spotted on comes from Joaquin's Joker. And I disliked it because it's sentimental. It has the quote, you were never a happy person. And then Villanelle's response. That's not true. And then the images are these. We get an image from her smiling to Eve oh. in episode five of series one. Her smiling oh. Oh, when she gets the messages. Her smiling oh. ah, when she's in the ruins and her smiling after the kiss. Yes. God, you are right. You are correct. You are right sentimentality all right my next spotted on is i discovered this under the killing eve tweet and i just wanted to show you because i was horrified and it's someone's makeup cosplay of kenny and constantin from someone jack william and um it has one like oh. they posted it under the killing eve thing and i came across it and i really thought that i was going to have really bad dreams what you see what they did to kenny right? why would they do that to kenny or constantin looks like toys that came alive that want to murder you i don't like it um loathe to share it in the links but if you guys get in the dms or you ask candace what was the cosplay because literally i don't think anyone engaged with this there's one like there's no retweets i may be the only person who has seen this but i am still so disturbed but someone out there is doing full makeup mission impossible style of kenny and costington and i hate to say it generally failing and taking now because they do not they do not look like the protagonist it just looks not like a human which... right it looks like remember right. when someone did the real was the good morning america did the real world peanuts and they all dressed up as peanuts like charlie brown and the rest of them oh and then they just looked like a horror show if those things look like um i don't know right. i'm talking about when the today show oh and dressed Al Roker up was, as, yes, yes that's what yes. i'm talking about i said it looks it looks like that not human and fucked up that kenny and constantine look like like adult dolls is what they look like. My next spotted on Twitter is one of my favorite ones because it's funny. And it says, Villanelle when Nico eats meatballs and one of them slides through the hole in his neck. Oh, look at him joke! So Eve has got to be, I hope Eve is Spongebob and Villanelle is Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Just fantastic. And that is from Villanelle's Danny. Oh, Lord. And because I had to add a bunch of Nico Def jokes to the Spotted On just to finish it out because I need to palate cleanse. I also saw this Spotted On from Killing Eve Incorrect Quotes. And it's like, Kenny in heaven after seeing Nico alive. And it's Sean Delaney with his RMA picture. It just says, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh, accurate. <laughs> fucking accurate. And my second to last one. The tweet says... Where is Izzy from Grey's when you need her? Cut that LVAD wire, queen. And there's a picture of Nico in the ICU. And people are trying to manifest 
Mm-hmm. Izzy Stevens. That's right. Izzy Stevens. From Grace to cut Paging. the Elvad wire right. and take Nico's life. <laughs> and it's such a popular tweet. It's almost got 1,500 likes. And my last tweet here, ending on Villeneuve, because it made me laugh out loud really obnoxiously, is posted by Jodie Comer's wife. It's like Eve describing Villanelle and then Villanelle describing Eve. So under Eve, they have her hair is dark blonde, maybe honey. It was tied back. She was slim, about 25, 26. She had very delicate features. Her eyes are sort of cat-like, wide but alert. Her lips are full. She has a long neck, high cheekbones. Skin is smooth and bright. She had a lost look in her eye that was both direct and also chilling. And the next photo is like Villanelle about Eve. Was it an Asian woman with amazing hair? <laughs> uh, Villanelle likes to keep it short and sweet. Anyway, that finishes out my Spotted on Twitter Tumblr for this week. Hope you all enjoyed the ridiculousness. All right, that brings us to our final takes. This is the end, guys. Well, almost the end. Would you like to start it off? Oh, I can do this. All right. So, <laughs> this is my final take. We cannot slow down uh it's the rumors circling around amc is back really releasing two days early then you guys would ultimately have to let us know how we could try to figure out how to manage that whether that means you want us to go up early or you want us to wait for sunday like we always do but we'll cross that bridge when we get to that but um if that means that we're getting content on the Friday that people have and they'll be posting spoilers all through the Twitterverse. Like, we can't be on and see that and right. not go and watch it. That means that we'll right. really be deactivated for two days. So, <laughs> if you guys, if that's what you want of us, then that's just what we're gonna do. But, literally, yeah, these... The, the, the time for filler in this series is done. We we I don't want to deal with a wasted scene. A wasted moment? Not a I'm single wasted moment. I'm I want to see, there, man. I want deleted moments that are not repeated. I want, if there's the, the fat, I can't think of fat too trim. There's too much that needs to be resolved. And if I'm left unfinished, I mean, that would just be the cruelest thing ever. So no time to waste. <sighs> give me my interactions. Give me my level ups. Give me That's my showdowns. Give Sorry, me my murder. I don't even know murder. why I made that horrible joke, but... <laughs> I agree with all of your final takes. I like that you kept it short and sweet because that's where I'm feeling. Where we get, we muse the shit out of this episode. So for my final take, I'm kind of echoing what Terrence said is that we here, we at the moment, we are at the make or break part of the season. Eve is dialed in and Villanelle is a mess and we need for the story and our ladies to level up in every way possible. We need to know what is the trajectory. We've had a very loose based plot this entire time mostly revolving around character development and stuff. And we've gotten a significant amount of that. But now I want to know where the fuck are we going? What the fuck are we doing? And what is the thing that's going to be the thing for season four? That it must be revealed in these last three episodes. And I just want it to be, as you said, zero to 100 in terms of the speed right away. Throw us in there. Don't waste a moment. Don't waste a line. No filler. No trash. If Dread isn't doing anything purposeful, keep her ass off the screen. I don't want to see her unless you are showing me something that absolutely cements that she's a fucking plan. I'm just ready to get in the shits. I'm ready to see what's going on. And I'm ready to find out if we are at least a little bit right about Dark Eve Rising. I'm ready to find out if we are at least a little bit right about Villanelle and how she feels about Eve and this goddamn love speech. And just... I need to know what I'm going to be screaming about for the next year to potentially two years because honestly, we don't know when we'll get Killing Eve season four given the Corona 
and the bullshit that's happening in life. Right, but her world tour. I think this might be my, my shortest and sweetest final take that I've ever had because I'm just um, straight to the shits. I am so beyond excited to see Eve in her shit next fucking episode. And honestly, if Nico's not dead and Dark Eve has risen like this, I might be even a little bit more excited because if Dark Eve is able to show herself with Nico still alive... Honestly, guys, I, I think that's right along the lines of what I want to need for Eve Palastri. So I will take that shit. I will take that shit. I will take all of it. And I'm just asking, please, please let Dark Eve rise. Two, can we get another kiss? Three, can we have an honest exchange of feelings, dedication, loyalty, promises? Right. Hopefully. I don't know. Just one, one or all, all of the above. Hopefully. I don't know. I don't know. But this is, this is what I want. Uh, just a chorus of a song that I know of that I think really grabs Villanelle's mindset over her mom as she was storming out of the house, literally with the fire going behind her. Just, you know. I will not pretend. I will not put on a smile. I will not say I'm all right for you. No, she won't. Bloody motherfucking asshole. You bloody motherfucking asshole. You bloody motherfucking asshole. You bloody motherfucking asshole. Anyway, I'm a bloody motherfucking asshole. That's by Martha Wainwright. The title is what you might guess, Bloody Motherfucking Asshole. <laughs> it is about her parental units. And I just thought that if there was a song a that Villanelle could have used, it was this song by Martha Wainwright, sister to Rufus. That's it. That's me for final takes. I hope it made sense. Again, I, I, it is 9.54 a.m. now. The logic has left my brain entirely. Oof. Well, so let's keep this train moving to favorite line of the week. Favorite line of the week. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay, so this line is taken from the Harvest Festival, and it's Villanelle saying that she's finally having a good time, but listening to her half brother's half brother's girl, who's I guess a living girlfriend, our you know AKA Becky with the good aim, where she's with her performance troupe, which Villanelle calls her dance crew. And uh, she introduces them as uh, All Around. Is this your dance crew? Performance troupe. And we call Performance it All Around. Troupe. Mm. Is that because you all get around? <laughs> mm. I feel like that girl's like, yeah, we thoughts. We get around. Are they pregnant? I, I was trying to figure that out. Because now with the way the dress is, I'm like, that kind of looks like a maternity dress, but maybe I'm just wrong. All right. Cool, that line was shady and ridiculous. All right, let me go to my line, which isn't nearly as funny or lighthearted, but important. And this line comes from a one Villanelle, or shall I say, Oksana Ostinkova. All right, guys, so here is my line for this week. Yes, so that is that is my line. That sadness I want to feel like one. was just delivered... With this rare type of innocence that Jody is able to conjure for such a wild bitch like Villanelle. And I think one of her most truthful moments. Less leaning into the mommy dearest issues, but more into the I want love, 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 crazy love. Right. I don't even know what that song is I just channeled, but she wants love. She wants affection. She wants to 
have someone care about her. And I just feel like that person is Eve Palash Street and I just need to get there for the end of the season. So a sad line, but an important line. Believe in Villain Eve. Hashtag believe in Villain Eve. So of course we're bringing you nothing but the the <laughs> greatest Rona hits. Uh, <laughs> Determined nothing, by us. <laughs> right. Nothing but the, the greatest Rona hits. Lord. <laughs> So I think I was saying something along the lines of nothing but the latest, the greatest Rona hits. Coming to you live, coming to you live, live, live from Rona team, right, live, live enough, right, live, live enough, enough from Rona team. I think this week we got a track by Zaga, New L, New Year, New L. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a new L in town, and let me run the beat. A reminder that you can reach out to hey. us at hey you guys all one word hey. at wellwellvillanelle.com. Our Insta is wellwellvillanelle, and our Twitter, if you are bad about it, is wellvillanelle. As you know, we are recording out of New York City, which we are essentially still like in this weird, dangerous territory where too many people are still dying. But you know, they're trying to open up. We'll see how that goes. Uh, please continue to support the Patreon and our coffee. K-O hyphen F-I forward slash Misandry in our show notes. Misandry! And when our stores get up, cut some merch as well as it helps us uh, with our transition from public to private transportation as well as other upkeep. Special shout out to all the essential workers, whether on salary or hourly, tip-based and everyone in between. You help keep this city running and we can't do what we do without you. For show for show. And this song is like the kid and play for Jamaica in terms of greeting people. New Eel. All right, so should we hit him with the country rundown? Let me transition um, to another Caribbean classic because I've been doing that this whole time and it's always so fun. Some of y'all might recognize the because it's super, super old. Definitely at lots and lots, if not all, the weddings. It's like the Caribbean electric slide. Super blue. Get something and wear it. Something and wave it. Hey, just something and wave it. Just something and wave it. Just something and wave it. Hit the run, Joe. Shout out to the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Shout out to Taiwan. Shout out to Thailand. Shout out to Finland. Shout out to Colombia. Shout out to Singapore. Shout out to Argentina. Shout out to Hong Kong. Shout out to the Philippines. Globally listened to show. It makes us very happy and very proud. Okay, Terrence, the roles you're doing? <laughs> Listen, three dudes have stopped in the window to be like, yo, what are you hoes fucking doing? So, um, 
as festive as we are, we are delirious. So maybe it's time to fade this the fuck out and hit him with the hit him with the end. Yes. All right, guys. Until the live stream. Here's hoping you get killed by a woman. And you guys, Nico may still be alive, but Dark Eve is still rising. She's already here, and she's coming to save Villanelle. Someone has to save Villanelle. Someone has to save Villanelle from herself, please. And also a kiss. A kiss. Can we get a kiss? God.